and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't you take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Thank you for checking out the Get Happy with Jay podcast. I'm your host, Jatan Woods. Fear is crippling. The possibility of a life-altering change can bring up feelings of uncertainty right to the surface. The unknown is always a challenge. Our guest today had a tough decision to make. She had started her own business doing what she loved, makeup. She built her brand and her clientele from the ground up and developed a reputation for excellence and a loyal fan base. She was surrounded by friends and a loving family. She also knew that although she was comfortable, she wanted more. Her talent was bigger than her surroundings. But in order to reach the heights that she knew she could achieve, she had to step outside of her comfort zone. And that's something that at one point or another, we all have to do. So welcome back to returning guest, Lanisha Nazon. Am I pronouncing your last name right? You are. It is Nathan. Thank you for having me again. You are more than welcome. Thank you for being here. A lot has happened since you were first on the show. So let's get into it. When you were on the show before, we uh, had a fun, girly chat. We were talking about makeup (laughs) and we were talking about your makeup studio. And even then you had pretty much decided that you were going to have to make a move because where I currently live and where you used to live, we're in central Illinois. It's kind of a smallish area and there's definitely a ceiling to reach and it's hard to go beyond that, especially with what you were doing in beauty. So first talk about the decision to move because I know with the incredible family that you have here (laughs) and the base and the fact that you'd already started a business, you had a studio, it had Mm -hmm. to have been a tough decision to decide to make that move. So what went into that decision? Um, I had always knew that eventually if I wanted to grow and progress in my business that I was going to have to move. I knew that I would want to hit that ceiling within Peoria. So uh, shortly after my husband and I got married, we decided that we were going to move uh, to Chicago, actually, because he's originally from there. I felt like it would be safer for me to go to Chicago. It's close to home. So I can drive back home when I want to see my parents. And you, um, are, you had some great opportunities that happened in Chicago. Oh, yeah. A lot of amazing people, photo shoots. Yep. and I made some great connections in the Chicago area. So it seems like it would be perfect for me. Um, but as um, our, my husband and I sat and talked, we kind of figured we didn't want to raise a family in Chicago just with the cost of living and how dangerous it can be. Mm-hmm. So we started looking outside of Illinois. We had like Florida. We had Georgia, the Carolinas, and Texas on our list. I had already visited Texas once before, and I enjoyed it then. Um, and then I had family in Florida, so that place felt comfortable as well. But my husband and I, we came to Dallas together, and we just liked the feel um, of the city. And I also had to, did my research, and I found out the school district was good. I saw that the wedding market, which I love to do bridal, 
was really big out here, and I wanted to move where I can do what I love full time, which is bridal makeup. I like to do photo shoots and I like to do other things, but I love being a part of someone's wedding. And I found out that Dallas has a very heavy, heavy bridal base. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is how we kind of figured out that Dallas would probably be the best place for us. Were you and your husband both like on the same page about the move, or were one of you more hesitant than the other? I was more hesitant. My husband was ready to go. <laughs> um, because he's from Chicago, he was only in Peoria because of me. And um, as soon as we got married, he was just ready to go. And I was more hesitant because all of my family, all that I know is Peoria. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to leave that comfort. Yes. Uh, at the time frame, I didn't think that it, I was in a, a mindset of being comfortable. I just wanted to be around my family. I don't want to miss out on my nieces growing up. I don't want to miss out on different events that my mom throws or my dad throws. I didn't want to miss that. And I was lying to myself and saying that I just wanted to be around family, but I was also using that as a crutch mm-hmm. and using them as an example as, as far as, like, making me want to stay in Peoria versus going after my dream. And so I think that if I didn't meet my husband nor did I marry him, I think I would still be there because he's my biggest cheerleader. And he pushed me like, no, you are you are way too big. You have too many grand ideas to just keep it here. Mm-hmm. You need to go elsewhere. So he was gung-ho. He was ready to go as soon as he touched down in Peoria. <laughs> but it took me, it took me, we got married. Uh, he stayed in Peoria maybe like two years. And then two years later we got, or yeah, he stayed in Peoria for two years. And then a year after that we got married. And he was ready to go. So I was more hesitant. He was just ready to go. What were some of your initial concerns about the move? I know you've, you've already mentioned the fact that you didn't really want to leave family and you're kind of concerned yeah. about missing those uh, familial moments. But what were some other concerns that you had to kind of face? My biggest concern was not having a steady income. Even though I had my own studio, I had built my business. I still had a side job that was full-time, so I knew what I was making every two weeks. So just in case I didn't have the clientele that week or um, I wasn't able to make enough money in my business, I knew that I had my other job um, to kind of keep me afloat. So I didn't really have to worry about anything. I've always had a job since I was 14. Mm -hmm. And for me to move here and move here with the mindset of the only thing that I'm going to do with makeup is very scary because it's like, I'm used to being able to provide for myself. Not saying that my husband can't, but it's a weird space for me to actually like relinquish that power to him and say, you take care of us and I'm going to chase after this dream besides, you know, not having family here and not having my church home here. Because the first first uh, Sunday I was here, I had a little breakdown because I really missed my church home. I've been there since I was a child. Yes. Visiting other churches and experiencing how they do church threw me completely off. And I didn't know that I would miss church, my church home as much as I did, but it kind of threw me off that first Sunday mm-hmm. to where I was ready to catch a flight to come back home because I missed my church family. I didn't know that it would be that hard for me to leave my church home. Um, so those are the two things that besides family and friends that I've noticed was my biggest drawback. Let's talk a little bit about, because you mentioned when you lived here, in addition to having your business, you also had a full-time job. And really, if you look at it in this way, that full-time job was kind of a crutch. And and what you were truly passionate about was kind of put off to the side as like Mm -hmm. a side gig. And I think oftentimes we do that. And it's scary. I mean, you're fortunate in Mm -hmm. that. 
you have this wonderful, your husband, your life partner that you can rely on. But even for people out there that don't necessarily have someone in your life that's that second income that you can rely Mm -hmm. on, you still have to get out of that mindset of having something be a crutch because it can tie you to that. Like you do Mm -hmm. get used to that certain income every two weeks, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, all that time that you're, I don't want to say wasting because you're earning an income and and doing Mm -hmm. whatever work and whatever, but that's time that's taken away from your passion. So it's amazing that uh, you're going to be able to um, to dwell and give all your time and focus on, on your passion because really in our careers, we're only truly happy when we're doing what we love. Yeah, that's true. It's 100% true. I know that um, I always thought that I wasn't the type of person that let small things get in the way of, of my big dream or what I wanted to do. But when I took an inventory of myself and I kind of looked at different reasons, why I wasn't where I felt like I should be in my business. I noticed that I was using a lot of things to hold me back and always felt like it could be the other person holding me back or it could be because my prices may be too high. People don't want to book me because of this and that. But in actuality, it was just myself because with the move being here and all the doors that have opened for me within the first three weeks of me living here, it showed me that you, know, you were in your own way. We're and always in our own way. way. Yeah, we're, it, it's crazy where you, you point the finger at everyone else and you think that you're valid in the way that you are feeling. But in all actuality, it's just yourself. It definitely does take faith. It definitely does take uh, being willing to fall on your face and have that humility to know that it may not work for me, but I at least have to try. And so when I would speak to my mom and she would say, well, I don't want you to leave, I would tell her, well, I have to at least try. I don't want to get 50 and 60. Like, man, I wish I had a at least tried and went there. Where would my life be? Yeah, you don't um, want to have the, the woulda, coulda, shoulda syndrome. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want to get to that age and have that that thought process. Let me at least try while I'm young. And if I fall on my face, Peoria will always be there. I can always go back home and, and rewrite my plan and try it again. But at least while I have the thought process, where I have the drive, the passion to do what I love to do, let me just get out here and give it a try. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to find a different route to get to it. How much planning and uh, preparation were involved with this move? Because you moved cross country. It's not like it was even a state over. I mean, this was this was a considerable move. So yeah. how much planning and prep? Uh, we planned for a year. We decided that we wanted to save up. Um, we found our apartment first and we kind of figured out bills and how much they cost so that we can kind of gauge how much we need to save to kind of keep us afloat until um, one of us got some type of job. Because I was still in the thought process of, I'm going to get me a 9 to 5 when I go there because there's just no way that I cannot have a job and I have bills to pay. Um, so we figured out how much it was going to cost for us to actually live here and sustain here, be able to provide food and housing for ourselves. Once we figured that out, we wanted to know what would be what would be the cheapest route for us to get here. So we actually drove the 13 hours to Texas versus flying and shipping our cars. We also went through everything that was in our apartment. If it could not fit in our cars, we did not take it. So mostly clothing. <laughs> My husband made sure he brought his TV. Of but, course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mostly clothing and like personal stuff is all that came with us. If it didn't fit in my Sonata and his trailblazer, we did not take it with us. And that so in and of did. itself is kind of scary because you're going to yeah. a new place. 
new surrounding, <laughs> and you're not even having your familiar creature comforts. No, like I'm completely uncomfortable. I told my husband, like I feel still to this day that I'm on a, a extended vacation because it still doesn't feel like home to me. And that is because I don't have any of my special touches on our home. My car is here. His car is here. And that's about it. A plate still say Illinois on them. <laughs> but for the most part, I don't feel like I'm at home just yet because I haven't been able to kind of spruce up the apartment the way that I feel like it should be. But we really want to come here. That'll yeah. come in time. So yeah, before you moved, were you trying to make um, any kind of professional or even personal connections in Dallas? Yes. I had made a couple connections here. There was a couple makeup artists that I had followed for some time frame. We would interact on social media. But as far as all the relationships that I've made since being here, that was kind of aligned by God, to be 100% honest. I, a lot of the stuff that has happened to me thus far, I didn't plan for none of this. I had spoken to or met a couple makeup artists in some classes that I had did a couple years ago. Um, and so I had that connection, but I still to this day haven't had a chance to meet them, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did what I needed to do. I switched all of my information over about two months before we moved, just so people knew that I was in the area, I was using the right hashtags and stuff like that so that I would come up on people's radar here. But I didn't make any like solid connections with anyone until I actually moved here. I have been so excited. I'm a lurker. I am I am horrible and people that listen to the podcast know I'm terrible <laughs> about social media, which I need to get better on even for my podcast and, and, and this as a business. But you know, it's a process. <laughs> I'm a one-woman show, and I and you know as well how hard that could be. But I'm yeah. a lurker, so I have um, enjoyed keeping up with you on, like, Instagram. And I am so stoked that you are finally getting back to your YouTube thing. And, and now you're <laughs> vlogging, which is exciting yes. because it's giving us, like, a firsthand peek into what your life is like there and that and the process. So that's been fun. And, and we'll talk about your um, social media pages and how we can reach you in that way in just a little bit but that's been amazing um to watch and I was so excited I'm like this girl has not even been there a month she is participating in photo shoots she's doing all kinds of stuff and it's like but when that's how it is when you like move out on faith and that's a sign that you know that you are doing the right thing because things begin to fall in line for you Mm -hmm. and that has been exciting to see so since you're now there and you're living it, how have your um, goals changed? Um, have they gotten okay. even bigger? They've definitely gotten bigger. I've noticed a change within myself as an individual. Like I, with my comfort being at home, um, I didn't have to really work as hard to bring in clientele because, you know, everybody knows everyone. Yes. But when you move to Dallas, it's so big and everything is so spread out. You really have to work hard every single day to put yourself out there. And there's network. more and there's more competition, too. There's, there's a lot more competition. And the difference between the competition here is that they kind of reach out to you just a little bit more. I, the makeup artists that I know here, um, they're, you know, let's sit down, let's meet, talk for coffee. We're excited to have you here. Thank you for being a part. Um, I Actually, the photo shoot that I just did yesterday, I had met them at an event. And they had a, a business where they do one does makeup, the other does hair. And um, I met them, I want to say that Tuesday or that Monday. And they contacted me that Wednesday, and they were like, hey, we're doing a photo shoot. It's Halloween. Would you like to be a part of it? And I only met them for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Wow. But the connections that people make here um, and the work that and the opportunities that they have that come their way, 
they're so open to be like, hey, do you want to be a part of it? Because I have something awesome that's going on. I think you'll like it. Um, so I've had different situations like that pop up. I want to share one thought. So I think that um, it's the thing that let me know that God, I, I prayed before we moved, before, before we even decided to move. I prayed and I asked God, was it okay for us to, to move? And if he said yes, that we would go. When I prayed about it, God told me, yes, you should go. And once we got here, the very first week that I was here, um, there's a young lady who has a business here called Snag My Wedding. And she was having a bridal event for brides. And I had been saying for years that I love brides. I want to be bridal. God, I want to be bridal. And she reached out to me and said, hey, um, I see you're a makeup artist here in Dallas. Do you have any brides that would be interested in this free event? I have, you know, a couple of tickets left over and I want to give them out. And I just moved here but because I switched my social media. She thought I'd been here for some time. And so I said, well, I know I just moved here, but um, if you need any help with anything, I'll help you out. And she's like, oh, no, I don't need any help. But you're a makeup artist and we don't have one at this event. Would you like to come? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I get there and every single bride that's there doesn't have a makeup artist. Every single bride that's there is faith-based women. And it, it just aligned itself too perfectly that I had to sit in my car and just really reevaluate the power of jumping over your fear mm -hmm. and letting God lead you. If you just get to that place, it's completely mind-blowing. Like, I was really sitting in my car like, does this really just happen that every last one that I've met today, they don't have makeup artists. They love my work. They want to connect with me. The woman who reached out to me has so many connections. She's connecting me with at least two other businesses that are bridal. And Amazing. I had to, I had to take a seat and, and just sit in myself and say, what if I did not do this? What if I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to move. Because I definitely had some days where I was just like, nah, I ain't going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here. I'm just, I'm saying like, you're taking the process to move, but I'm not really going anywhere. If I had really just sat at home and stayed in my comfort zone, all of these opportunities would have never happened to me. That's what it takes. It takes being able to say, you know what? I'm going to take this flying leap because sometimes mm -hmm. that's what it feels like. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, that's what change feels like. It's like taking this flying leap into the unknown, mm -hmm. and you don't know what's on the other side. And, and the majority of the time, if you just do it, there's something beyond your wildest dreams, but mm -hmm. you just have to step out and do it. So now yes. that, you, that you've that you done this amazing thing, moving and, and stepped out on faith, and you know that you can be open to change and to adapt, um, do you feel like you'll be open the next time that God makes a move and, and tells you, okay, now you may outgrow Dallas or you might have opportunities to do Lord only knows what. Do you feel that since you've taken this initial leap of faith that the next one will be easier? Absolutely. Every single day I wake up, I'm excited to know what he has for me. Like, I'm just, okay, what's, what's up today, God? What we got to do today? I want you to lead and guide me because obviously when I lead myself, I take the long route. So we let's all go do. Ahead, let you do it. <laughs> what do you have for me? I'm very much so open to whatever he has for me and whatever he wants me to do that I'm just going to go ahead and do it because I see that if I just follow his plan, I follow what he has in mind for me, I'm, I'm smooth sailing. I have no problem. Well, I am personally just knowing you and knowing your family, just so proud of what you've done. I know um, how scary and, and what a leap that that really truly was for you. And yeah. let us know how I know, but let the listeners know how we can keep up with you on social media, because every day I check you out and it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
She's doing something else. She's already made another connection. So how can everybody else check you out? Um, well, social media starts Instagram. I actually have two now. Um, my business page is Soft Glamour Beauty. It's where you can see all of the photo shoots, the brides, and different things that I'm doing makeup-wise. I started my own personal blogger type of Insta- or Instagram. The name of that one is Vivid underscore Living without the G. Um, there you'll see my outfits and makeup of the day. I also share, share some food and some things of that nature. And then as far as YouTube, if you check um, Meek, M-E-E-K, Nazon, N-A-Z-O-N, you'll be able to see my weekly vlogs. Um, and I do plan to get back into doing like makeup tutorials, but vlogs are really fun for me right now. Um, so you'll be able to see my day-to-day uh, per week what I'm doing and how I'm out here networking and building relationships with great people. Awesome. And before you go, I cannot believe I haven't mentioned this yet. In addition to all this other amazingness and this move, you have been making a a literal physical transformation. You've lost, what, 65 pounds or something amazing like that? 65 pounds. So tell us how you've done that. I have been doing keto for a little over seven months now. And keto is life changing. Like, I don't see myself not ever doing it again. It's so super easy. I'm glad that I can still have my bacon and eggs every once in a great while and not feel bad about it. So I've been doing keto. So are you doing the, are you doing like the full blown keto where you do like the um, intermittent fasting and things like that with it? So you're like hardcore, full blown keto. I'm I'm hardcore with it. I eat once a day. I usually fast between about 18 to 20 hours. I know usually on the weekends I'll fast. I'll start. I'll eat Friday and then I'll fast all day Saturday, and then fast Sunday up until after church, and then I'll have something else. So it's really life changing for me. So how are you not hungry in between? How I'm not hungry is the fat. My body has switched to instead of burning car fuel, it's burning fat for fueling because I got fat on my body. It's constantly <laughs> burning my fat, and so when I'm eating. Foods, I make sure that the foods that I eat, so say if I eat like bacon and eggs, um, there's a lot of fat in bacon, and then I just put a teaspoon of butter in my, my eggs, and I just whip it up, and I eat that. Wow, and a diet that includes butter. How amazing is that? <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Once I did my research and I stopped out how it works, I'm like, okay, so I can have bacon, and I can have butter, great. Um, count me in. Help so are you like, is it like a no-carb-at-all diet, or it's can you no have carb. some carbs? You can have up to 20 grams. You have to kind of keep an eye on your, what they, they call them macros. So you're monitoring your fat intake, your protein intake, and your carb intake. And you also want to keep an eye on your sugar. But when you change how you eat, a lot of the foods that you eat don't really have a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. But um, I haven't had bread in months which is like the highest carb. Corn has a lot of carbs in it. Certain vegetables have a lot of carbs in it. So you do want to be mindful of uh, your carb intake. So I usually have between 20 grams or below. Amazing. And I've heard just from what little bit I've, I've heard about keto, and it's something that I'm definitely considering because one thing with weight loss is I lost a considerable amount of weight and shamefully mm-hmm. have gained some back, which I'm mm-hmm. going to begin working on um, in earnest. But you have to be open to do different yes. things, too. I had a lady on the show um, last year who has lost almost 300 pounds, and that's one thing that she really emphasized to me. Don't let yourself like get stuck because that's what I was doing at the time. <clears throat> I think that's mm-hmm. why I plateaued and then kind of fell off the wagon. But you have to mm-hmm. be open to do something like this. But did you 
ever experienced what they call the keto flu, where you kind of feel icky at some points, like if you, um, like in the beginning when your body is like switching over to this mode where it's burning the fat versus burning your carbs? You definitely notice that your body is changing. I don't want to say I had the keto flu, um, because before I even started to get into keto or do it, I did my research. Uh-huh. What is the keto flu? How do I get around it? What am I supposed to do? So I know some people, when they start keto, they just jump right into it um, and do the intermittent fasting with it. And then they also are working out. I didn't work out for the first two weeks that I was doing keto. And I ate regularly, but I just made sure that all the foods that I put in my body were keto approved. So I didn't go through any of like the jitters or anything like that. But I did notice after about that first week, I had more clarity. And I remember a lot of people were saying that, you know, your mind seems a little bit more clear while you're on keto. And I just thought it was something that people were saying. But after about a week, I was really clear on a lot of things. And I, I, sometimes I can be indecisive with decisions. But that first week after that, I was really, like, decisive. Like, I knew what I wanted to do and X, Y, and Z. So I didn't have any experience with the keto food per se. I did, however, experience a Charlie horse. And that, that was not. <laughs> that was the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Yes, for yes. sure. I did experience that. So I know that you know you have to have an understanding of your electrolytes, making sure you get your potassium in, because if you don't get that in, that causes the Charlie horse. So I was just still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I know how to get my potassium and my electrolytes in to kind of keep my body um, a little bit more balanced because I'm not getting it in my foods as much anymore. Well, thanks for sharing those keto tips, and congratulations <laughs> on the weight Thank loss. Thank you. Congratulations on the move and um, for sharing your tips. And what we've basically been talking about in this episode is change. Now, Nisha has made like a literal physical move change. And that might not be in the cards for you listeners. You may be perfectly content with where you live. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. We're not all saying, like, pick up and move across the country. But what we're saying is step out in faith on whatever it is that you desire that you've been holding yourself back on. You may need to change careers, do something different. You might have a hobby that you've been kind of interested in and that you've been hesitant about. Um, You may have this desire in your heart for volunteerism or to help in some more altruistic way in the world, whatever it is. It is it's in your heart's desire to fulfill for you we're saying take that leap and do it might not be a cross-country move it could be something simple um, but whatever it is figure out what's holding you back address it and just take that leap so I want to thank Lanisha for being my guest again and we're definitely going to be checking in with you as you continue to grow and and blossom into this incredible (laughs) boss lady that you've already been and you're just doing it in a different area and I tell you if you're listening to us and if you live in the Dallas area or you know someone that does because we all have someone that lives probably in Texas now that's the the hot spot and you need a serious face beat for a special occasion (laughs) or just because please reach out to her on her social media platforms you will be so glad that you did 
did. Check her out on Instagram, Soft Glamour Beauty, and her new fashion and lifestyle page, Vivid underscore Living without the G, as she said. And you definitely <laughs> want to get a firsthand look at some amazing makeup tutorials and vlogs. Check out her channel on YouTube and be sure to subscribe. And that's Neek, N-E-E-K, Nazon, N-A-Z-O-N. Was that correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so like we said, we've been discussing this literal physical move to achieve a goal. That might not be your journey. You, like I said, you may be perfectly content where you are, but you just need to move beyond your comfort zone to get a better job, better idea, better uh, perspective on life. Just do it. Take an honest look at your life. Are you where you want to be financially, spiritually, etc.? If not, why? What's blocking you? And no matter how young or old you are, each day gives you new opportunities. So I hope this show has sparked something in you and motivated you to think about your own goals, your life. What's left for you to achieve? You don't have to wait until the new year to set those goals either because, you know, we're in that mindset of New Year's Day. But you can begin right now. So as I always say, in this next week, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish, it's self-care. Take care, Nish. Take care, bye.